and then we're gonna go three two one what's up everybody ufc 247 toyota center in houston it's this coming weekend and we're going to i'm gonna do my best to break down uh three of the fights i'm looking forward to watch so of course there's ilir latifi versus Derek lewis um valentina shevchenko versus caitlin chukagian i hope i'm not murdering her name and then, of course, the main, ev main event is John Jones versus Dominic Reyes. So let's go for the first one, Ilir Latifi versus Derek Lewis. This is a fight that I look forward to because for sure it's going to be a very interesting and it's, it's going to be a very exciting fight. Those two individuals are always gunning for the finish. Uh, so far, their fights have been very entertaining. Well, except for Ngannou versus Derek Lewis. That was such a bore. It was... One of the fights that really disappointed me uh, for both of them. And then um, uh, Ilir Latifi is this guy that uh, started or has campaigned at uh, light heavyweight. So that's 205. Now he climbs up at uh, heavyweight. So for sure he's going to be, uh, what do you call this, the, the underdog in this fight. Derek Lewis has always been campaigning in the heavyweight division. Derek Lewis is one of the more entertaining stars in the UFC roster. Uh, probably one of the best Instagram accounts out there. Uh, very entertaining. He's very funny. And um, he's had his moments uh, inside the cage after, uh, I mean, post-fight antics. Uh, I, I, I love that guy. So now uh, he's going to fight at home. And he's going to fight Ilir Latifi. He's a very dangerous fighter. Now, uh, if you look at Ilir Latifi, Latifi is that guy that's really small, very compact, very stocky. So, uh, me, to be honest, I I am always surprised that he makes it at 205. But um, he's, he probably doesn't want to cut that much weight anymore. So, he's now campaigning at the heavyweight division. For a very small guy, he's very, again, he's very stock. He's very strong. Really good uh, wrestling base. And um, he's always the underdog. People kind of under, underestimate him because he's a short guy. But... Um, the amount of muscle that's on that guy is just staggering. I mean, I don't understand how they, they could fit that much amount of muscle in one person. So, And if you watch most of his fights there, uh, it would always end up either knocking out the guy or submitting the guy. So, it, I mean, in, in matters of skill set, he is not lacking. So it's going to be interesting to see how he transitions all that strength, speed, power into the heavyweight division against a very dangerous opponent, Derek Lewis. Um, he's... I really think that... Um, how do I put this? I am go It's very interesting to see how not cutting too much weight will affect his performance because there has been this uh, historical uh, trend of people cutting too much weight and it affects their performance now the moment they climb up a weight division uh their careers have just rejuvenated they they don't they they, they perform better they're um it, it looks like nah they didn't belong to the division that they were in and this was it was be it's better for their bodies they adjust better they they last longer so it's going to be interesting to see how everything translates from light heavyweight to heavyweight for Latifi. Uh, one thing's for sure, these two individuals, Derek Lewis and Latifi, will definitely look for the knockout. Um, Derek Lewis has 
very strong hands. It doesn't matter if it's in the first round or the third round. Um, he has that power with him. So it's going to be interesting to see how this fight plays out. Um, for sure, it's going to be fireworks in the first round. They'll try to knock out each other. Uh, Latifi will definitely use his speed because uh, he definitely has that advantage over Derek Lewis. Derek Lewis will definitely have more size on him. And um, this will definitely help him. Um, uh, it's going to be interesting to see how Derek Lewis will avoid the takedowns. Um, I mean, I've yet to see takedown defense from Derek Lewis. And then uh, how will he perform against the scrambles? And then he's going to do all these things while avoiding the punches and, and the clinch work and the submission attempts of uh, Latifi. For Derek Lewis... Size is definitely an advantage. He has more fights at the heavyweight division. Uh, he's more, he's he's a natural heavyweight, so he knows what to expect. Uh, for me, this is more or less. Um, I mean, the longer the rounds or the longer the fight goes, uh, Derek Lewis will definitely have the advantage. Uh, he'll do. Uh, he'll probably wear down Latifi. So. Latifi's uh, strength and conditioning, his cardio will definitely be tested. So let's see how that goes. And uh, one thing's for sure, it's going to be a very entertaining fight. Trust me, this is going to be explosive. It'll either end in a decision or uh, one guy gets knocked out. Uh, I don't know if Derek Lewis has been submitted, but um, definitely Latifi has the right tools and the arsenal and the skill set to be able to pull that off so if i were latifi i'll definitely work the cage i'll definitely put in a few clinch work and um burn out Derek lewis and then probably in the second round i'll strike more so i'll probably wrestle in the first round strike more in the second round if latifi decides to strike in the first round definitely use speed use angles move around Derek lewis uh, tire him out and then not give him angles for the knockout shots and then third round if it goes to the third round and it's whoever has the bigger gas tank who's prepared more who is willing to grind it out and impose their game so again uh one of the fights i really look forward to watching and then the co-main event is uh for the flyaway title so it's uh uh, Valentina Bulichevchenko versus uh, Caitlin Chikagayan. Um, Caitlin's one of those girls that are up and coming. She has the height. She has the reach. She's relentless in her pace. And um, she has the right tools to be a contender. Uh, long arms, long legs. Definitely will be put to good use against someone like uh, Shevchenko. Um for the most fights that I've, I was able to watch uh, of Ch Caitlyn, he utilizes his, her jab very, very well. He would, he would throw around three to five jabs, set it up, and then either go for a cross or go for a leg kick. Um, probably one of the better combinations are like her three jabs, three jabs, then set up the high kick. Okay, A jab straight cross, then set up the high kick. And it more often than not it lands like shin to face so it's going to be interesting how she will employ her combinations against someone like uh, Shevchenko um, 
pretty decent takedowns pretty decent groundwork but um again this is this is for the flyweight belt and this is against someone who is as good as B valentina shevchenko uh shevchenko's been around for the longest time she's the flyweight champion she's probably one of the best female fighters i've ever seen very well-rounded very smart has the killer instinct and is not afraid of anybody so she will probably look at caitlin as just another opponent and she has the discipline and the right skill set to defend her title um, definitely winning points for caitlin would be utilize angles uh take advantage of the reach advantage that she has you know keep valentina at bay um a lot of jabs uh leg kicks leg kicks i, I think shevchenko will just eat them so i mean a, a good push kick will do the trick a good push kick to the body a good push kick to the face and then um work your way like like win rounds in order to gain more confidence and then go for the kill in the later rounds for Shevchenko, it's being the bullet. No? Uh, most of the wins of Shevchenko were a display of everything that she knows. Um, very good wrestling, very good takedowns. Um, striking is on point. Uh, combinations are, are like they're a beauty to watch. Um, always at all when I watch uh, Shevchenko fight, and um, she's as tough as they come. She's very durable. So, in a matter of speaking, uh, Caitlyn has her, you know, has her plate full. Uh, she has to, she has to make sure that either she knocks out Shevchenko or, you know, get the judges nod that that she's done enough. She's done more than enough to to warrant um, her winning the fight and getting the title. But um, for this fight, I'm picking Shevchenko. Uh, I can't. I, I don't see anybody um, who can like dethrone her right now. Uh, the only person that can beat Valentina Shevchenko is Valentina Shevchenko. It's either she's distracted, she didn't have a good camp, she has a pro she had a problem with weight cut. That's gonna be a problem. But pound for pound, um, skill versus skill, Valentina's ahead of her time, you know, or ahead of the division. And then uh, we go to the main event, John Bones Jones versus Dominic Reyes. Um, this is a very interesting fight, but it's just that uh, John Jones is at the point in his career where he's playing with his food. Uh, I mean, he's, he's toying around with the division. Whoever they put in front of him, he destroys. He, in terms of skill set, uh, mental fortitude, durability, um, athleticism, and, and fight IQ. He just destroys everybody. Uh, I don't know anybody in the division that could... There are people, Dominic Reyes included, who will be a problem, who can impose problems, but to really beat John Jones, um, I don't know. John Jones uh, took the scales at 204. So that's a scary John Jones. You know, it simply means that his body is well prepared. He had a proper camp. Uh, his nutrition is on point. Strength and conditioning is on point. Uh, it's just a matter of how he will implement his game plan come fight night. I'm not totally discounting um, 
Dominic Reyes skill set uh, for him to win um, he needs to be patient he needs to be patient he needs to work round per round because here's the thing Dominic Reyes knows that he can knock out people Dominic Reyes knows that he has that that knockout power he has that one punch knockout power and when he smells blood he goes after it if you're fighting someone like John Jones John Jones is very calculative he's not gonna give it to you he's gonna make you work for it and then just when you thought that you have his number he's gonna change it up so expect the fight to go like first round John Jones will definitely feel and frustrate Dominic Reyes Dominic Reyes will definitely go after John Jones in the first two rounds he will look for that opening he's gonna hunt for for the knockout and then by by the second or third round John Jones probably got his number uh, from there he'll slowly break down Dominic Reyes until he finishes him off either in the fourth or the fifth round um, they're virtually identical uh, in terms of uh, in terms of uh, height and length I'm not sure what's the tail of the tail of the tape but john jones is tall and dominic is around six four i think i saw them face off there i mean there's not much of a difference uh i like uh dominic ray's attitude that it's his time he he worked his way up he's not afraid of john jones he he knows that he has the skill set to knock him out but to actually implement it is another thing and um He's he's good. I mean, he's good, but is he good enough to dethrone John Jones? Uh, John Jones is at a place is at a place right now wherein he's fighting for legacy. He's fighting for etching his name in MMA history. He's he wants to build a reputation wherein he was able to defend the belt as many times as he can. I think um, if I remember correctly, there was an interview wherein John Jones said. He wants to rack up a number wherein people won't be able to like even get close to that number in terms of title defenses and he's still young he's like in his early 30s uh, the only thing that tarnishes john jones legacy or his reputation or his off-cage antics uh, all the stupid things that he did outside of the cage but inside he's just an artist to watch it's amazing how he fights how he implements game plans how he takes his opponent's rhythm and then utilizes it to to mount an attack um watch out for the oblique kicks watch out for the push kicks to the knee and you'll see a lot of kicks from john jones on this one just to keep dominic at bay so that dominic won't be able to to set up his knockout punches or any of his combinations and probably clinch work second third round just to wear him out and then from there he'll he'll get a feel of is he gonna take him down is he is he gonna keep working the clinch and throw elbows throw punches and then you know he'll probably finish him off fourth or mid fifth round for dominic reyes to win he needs to impose his game from the first round to the fifth round if it ever reaches the fifth round he has to be consistent he has to maintain a particular pace that will not allow John Jones to set up anything, any kind of a counterattack. He needs to be patient. He needs to be calculative. Um, he needs to make sure that every punch 
is has a purpose every combination has a purpose all the leg kicks all the punches that he will throw is gonna set up something uh i'm i haven't seen dominic work the clinch i haven't seen his takedowns i haven't seen much of his takedown defense you know bits and pieces but not enough to fully convince me that those are necessary for him to win the title of course there's always a fighter's chance there's always that puncher's chance anything can happen in mma but for this one um picking john jones to retain the title and probably you know either fight Corey anderson or go to heavyweight and rack up more wins there but nevertheless it's a very interesting fight card it's for sure to be an, uh, an entertaining ufc 247 so other than that uh I'm, I'm i'm gonna review the the prelims and the undercards and uh probably post who are the matches to watch and who are i mean the fights to watch and who's a really good matchup but those three okay the main three bouts definitely worth your money um Thank you to Knots and Crosses. You know, Knots and Crosses, follow them on Instagram and on Facebook. Best jiu-jitsu and MMA gear out there. They got geese, rash guards, shorts, caps. I love the caps. Uh, I always use it whenever I'm outside or whenever I travel. Uh, they got apparel. Shirts are really good. Um, and then um, most of the merchandises are like top-notch quality. So definitely worth your money. And then uh, thank you, Bottle Boy PH. Bottle Boy PH is your party provider. And I think they deliver less than an hour or 30 minutes. Like they deliver around Metro Manila. So instead of braving traffic and buying stuff in the store, just, you know, message, call, uh, order from Bottle Boy PH. They're also on Facebook and on Instagram. They'll bring it to you. Okay. Guaranteed. Then thank you also to Awan Coffee. Couldn't. You know, I, I love a company that ties up with local farmers and gives them an opportunity to sell their product to the market. I mean, Awan has partner farmers, get beans there, grinds it up, packs it, you know, local produce, okay? Uh, supporting local farmers, you know. Me, I'm a, everyone who knows me, I love uh I love brands. I love products that uh, support uh, local and homegrown enterprises. So I want coffee. I get my coffee from them because I'm a, I'm a caffeine addict. <laughs> I love coffee. And for me, the best, if not one of the best coffees out there is the one here in the Philippines. So that's about it. Um, train with me at Deftak Rockwell, Deftak Makati, Deftak Better Living. And then uh, we have... Uh, we have an upcoming project. It's called Silk and Steel Self-Defense Studios. It's going to be in Makati as well. And you can find me on social media. I'll be, uh, I'm on Facebook. Just type in Coach Franco Rulioda. Um, I'm at Instagram, at Franco Rulioda. And then, of course, there's this podcast. And then um, I'm also on Twitter. So, I mean, everything. if you have questions, you have queries, you have comments and suggestions on the things that we can discuss here, hit me up there. Okay? So, and that's what Coach Franco says. Bye-bye.